I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. And you're listening to Two Average Girls. Welcome. How are you? Good. Happy Tag Tuesday to you. It is a Tag Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it literally is Tuesday. And I just got done working out. And I kind of, I have to apologize to our guests because this isn't the best of Denise, but it is what you're going to get tonight. It's not the glamorous life. Is that what you're saying? Uh, it's really not. It never <laughs> is, but I sometimes like to pretend and then I put some, you know, stuff on. Oh, and, please. But Dr. Tim is kicking my butt. Good. He's making you feel better. Well, not yet. Well, through pain okay, comes. You know, no pain, no pain. That You know that no pain, no gain? Mm-hmm. Michelle likes to say, Michelle Brooks likes to say, no pain, no pain. She's not wrong. No, she's not wrong. <laughs> so anyway, I'm not complaining. I'm just okay. saying that this is the reality you're dealing with. So sorry, Ryan. This could be, I'm a little grumpy, I'm just going to say. I don't. I just drank my dinner, mm-hmm. which was delicious. I'm pretending it was like a filet mignon it or something. It looked really good and was, really green. It was so good. Mm, delicious. Oh, I loved it. Well, before our guest starts crab walking out the door backwards to get away from like, the two crazy ladies. I don't ladies. know what they're talking about. I came in to talk about something completely different and it has nothing to do with drinking green drink or, you know, doing squats. <laughs> We're happy to welcome to the podcast today, Ryan Pond, who is a podcaster himself. You want to check out his podcast called From the Hat, a Pondcast, uh-huh. P-O-N-D cast. See what I did there? I love it. It's on Apple, um, and you can download it and listen to it there. Uh, Denise and I have both listened to it. My husband, Warren, is a fan as well, and it's such a fun um it's such a fun concept. For, welcome, Brian. We're glad Thank to have you. you. Yes. Thank you. Tell us, a, tell everybody a little bit about the concept about your your podcast if they haven't listened yet. Yeah. So, it it all started with the idea. Well, too many ideas. Is that I wanted to do a podcast about everything, and I, I for years that stopped me from doing it because mm. I wanted to do one on history. I wanted to do one on cooking. I wanted to do one on relationships. I wanted to do one on behavior. I wanted to do one on all these different things and because i had this massive scope i never created a podcast yeah and it finally struck me one day and i thought i why not just do it about everything and and i am i'm a quote hoarder uh, <laughs> quote hoarder a collector a collector of quotes so what okay. does that entail like you save them and then re-read so, them so yeah what what i i mean i'm always like i've got massive files on my phone in the notes page where I just I see something I type it in put it in and then they make it to I mean I've got places all over where I've got books that I write them down and I mean I've got books of quotes and (laughs) and so I'm constantly collecting them and with the podcast we uh, I always say we it's just me it's (laughs) just Ryan but we at at, uh, from the hat we we have, I have a quote bank, so I've got a lot of these quotes in a bank, just okay. a big, a big, uh, and then every episode, uh, I was originally with my podcast going to have subject experts coming in, so if yeah. I was going to talk about a certain thing, I'd have, oh, so-and-so, mm-hmm. uh, and I could talk about music, I was going to have so-and-so. Sure. And that just changed, and I went, you know what, I am random enough that, you know, every two minutes, something can be totally new to me, and mm-hmm. I I can be swayed and everything. Yeah. So I thought, I'm just going to do about everything. And if I'm going to bring in that randomness, then my guests can do that too. So at the beginning of every episode, we just pull a quote randomly out. And we say, well, here's the quote. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know what we're going to talk about before the episode. My guests don't know. And we just, sometimes we stick to the topic. Sometimes we don't. I've had a complete episode where it was an hour and a half tangent. That had nothing to do. The whole recording, it became a three, technically a four part oh episode. That it was probably four hours of, of talk, conversation. Mm-hmm. But 
about an hour and a half in the middle, we took a little tangent mm-hmm. and uh, all based off, a, I said a movie quote by Yoda. Oh, sure. And it, and it caused it caused us to go, oh. And it was a it was a, a another guy. What's who the was, quote? It was talking it? about the dark side. And mm-hmm. so like the dark side has no absolutes. And I don't remember it completely. But, mm-hmm. but it was. It was a deep quote. Because Yoda's deep. Oh, Yoda is deep. Yes, he is. And my guest happened to have another podcast called the Sci-Fi Podcast. Yeah. So oh. I, I just said, hey, let's jump this rabbit hole. And so we. Yeah. So it's totally random, mm-hmm. and that's one thing I like about it because we can talk about anything, and I really don't care if we do stay on topic, and right. sometimes we do, we don't, and it's just a good conversation. Yeah, I think that's what the beauty of all of this is. Um, my family, specifically, there's people in my family who cannot get the concept when they say, what is your podcast about? And I <laughs> right. say, oh, a little bit of everything. Right. Because Anne and I are in the same belief that we are doing this for us. And we're doing it for hopefully people will be interested. I didn't want to stick to one topic. We right. didn't want to stick to one topic. We would have bored ourselves. And that's the beauty of podcasting, right? You can, you have, you have the control. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. have the control. We can right. do whatever we want. Right. Hopefully it resonates with others. Mm-hmm. And I think it does because people really don't know what to expect every single week. Right. 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 It's not a murder podcast. That no would, one dies on our podcast. But it could be. It could be. But it could be. And people have. And people I've, <laughs> I've listened. We've talked about death. And Don't accidents. talk about death. We get really excited. <laughs> <laughs> I should say murder. Sorry. Murder. 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 Murder more specifically. Yes. yes. Have you ever had a guest come on and you've picked something from the hat and they're just like, I can't. I can't. I can't. Choose again. No. Um, I've had one that went, whoa. Oh. <clears throat> Okay, let's. <laughs> but it's really been interesting. The, the serendipitousness mm-hmm. of the quotes has been really interesting. Like I'm everyone up to I'm 22 episodes in. Yes, I believe now. Mm-hmm. And everyone has we've done the quote that I've pulled. Really. And it's been really interesting. The one that I released for Thanksgiving was a quote on gratitude. Oh. I had a, a guest on recently who is a lawn and garden and pest expert and. The quote that came out was talking about bamboo shoots and the gardener. And I mean, it's just been really interesting to see so interesting. The, the connections that we're able to make yeah. with, with each guest and each quote and go, oh, wow, that's, but it truly, it truly is random. I, yeah. I have not you haven't, nigged any ju- You I've haven't jimmied it. Yeah. yeah never never mulligan. Mulligan. <laughs> um, I love with, it. With a poll. Yeah. How so. do you choose your guests? Because I, I'm asking because when we choose our guests, we have to really be thoughtful about it because... I'm not thoughtful at all. No, well, no. I mean, yeah, but, but you're at, because we're just asking the guests to come on and usually talk about themselves, which is a, mm-hmm. is a subject that is fairly right. easily talked about because everyone yeah. knows about themselves. And everyone wants to talk about themselves. And everybody loves mm-hmm. to talk about themselves. But when it comes to you, you've got to get people on there that are, you know, articulate and halfway smart. Or is that yeah. not necessarily, no, you don't, yeah. right? I think, I think everyone has a valuable perspective and everyone has a story and everyone can in some way make connections and relations to, to different things. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that was, that was actually another podcast I was going to have a whole thing talking about just everyone's story and talking about someone's like, uh, signposts down the road. Like what was your, and I still want to do this. What? What was your like pivotal moment their fork in the road that you went this is who you are today because of that fork and you chose that decision so i i wanted to do that and that's because great. i love to hear people's stories that's such a great idea don't anyone steal that it's ryan's yeah, that's mine that's, that's such mine. a great idea I was say, we should do that next week be- no, but, <laughs> but that she is, wants to steal it right now <laughs> i mean that is a great bit that's when you're talking to people like when we're talking to people we kind of talk about the moment we it's not necessarily the moment but we talk about how people have change mm-hmm. direction mm-hmm. and have pivoted because of life-changing events that just happen to be out of their, you know, their plan B, right. you know, is coming to life. Right. Yeah. So. yeah, you are who you are because of the events that have happened in the past. Yes. And and so so those identities that who you are. Um, but I think that's what's valuable. And that's why I have guests that really have walked all areas of life. Yes. Um, and when I do choose... Uh, I've, I mean, I've had past coworkers on, I've had old high school friends, I've had, uh, I mean, 
from all over. And it, and it comes down to, I, I've been, I know them all. Mm-hmm. And it's people who, whether in conversation, in social media interactions, in, in any, you know, in, in my interactions and witnessing of them, mm-hmm. I've gone, I like what they, I like how they've, I like their perspective on that. I like right. how they phrase that. I like how they interact with others, how they treat others. Mm-hmm. I, and so it's just those things that go, I, I would like to get to know them better. I would like to get to, or I want other people to hear yes. of the wisdom that, that I am witnessing in my interactions with them. Love it. So. Do you have a fork in the road story for yourself? Yeah, I've got a few. you got a couple forks? I've got a few. Um, I think one of the ones for me that was kind of a paradigm shift and scaffold for the rest of my life was uh, years ago I was I was in college and it was years ago um, <laughs> seems like just yesterday time oh, passes right mm-hmm. and when I was nine years old in fourth grade I you write down like kind of like what your plans are and yeah. people say oh I want to be an astronaut a fireman a policeman a reporter uh, you know people have these things what they want to do well I said I want to play college football I want to go into the NFL mm. I want to retire in my early 30s <laughs> this is when you're nine this is when I'm nine okay and I'm going to retire in my early 30s mm-hmm. because that's what college linemen or high school professional linemen do sure you're beat up so you know you retire early and okay. then I was going to teach kindergarten kindergarten oh. yeah that was my goal I've always loved working with kids and I was going, so I was going to retire from the NFL and become, you know, the, the kindergarten teacher where everyone then, when I tell that story, they go, it's not a Tuma. Kindergarten <laughs> I was literally and they just going to say they that. They all think that. And I go, you know, who is your daddy and what does he do? Um, and so that was my life goal. And so all through elementary school, middle school, high school, that was it. I was mm-hmm. going to go on, play play professional football and retire and become a kindergarten teacher. Right. And it was, I went to college uh, to play football and I was started and I was started doing like early childhood education classes and get myself going down there. And uh, I had the opportunity through some other connections that to work with a, a special ed class. Okay. In a summer school program. Mm-hmm. And so I got to know, I went in there every day and, and helped out. And it was just uh, helping with the class during lunch. And I've always gravitated towards people that have disabilities. But it was never something that I went, oh, this is going to be my profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always had friends and interactions and everything. But, and so that was, then I went, I went on a mission mm-hmm. for my church. And mm-hmm. I came back and after two years. And I had the opportunity to then be in, in this program again as, as a, a full-time staff and, and help out. And over, I ran into one of the former students and their mom was like, oh, hey. And he happened to sign. I, I know sign language. I was, I was uh, and he signed and, and that's how he communicated. He had autism and he just communicated through sign language. He could hear, but he just signed mm-hmm. through expression. Mm-hmm. And... We were, I saw him at a school and I started signing and his mom had no idea who I was. And she's like, well, who's this weird guy talking to my son in sign language? And, and danger, uh, stranger danger. Right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And so I, either way I got involved and I felt like my path needed to change, uh, from kindergarten to special ed. Mm-hmm. And at that, and I really felt strongly about that. And at the time I was playing, uh, I was at, uh, BYU playing football there and it was in the spring and I felt I needed to go into special ed and at the time BYU didn't have a bachelor's Mm. in special education and I was like I want a bachelor's I want the bachelor's Mm -hmm. they had a master's but I was like I want to get it start teaching and then we can worry about master's later right and so I had that point of going football profession and and I had had a few other things before this that kind of had said football wasn't the thing for me mm. um, when I was on my mission I had a one of the members one of the guys in our district had gone to a doctor's appointment on January 2nd and uh, he smuggled in a 
a newspaper to the missionary training center <laughs> and oh. it had the um the sports page the front page of the sports page sure and the had national champions written on there and it was at the time it was the school i was going to go to so after college after high school i was going to go to michigan oh wolverines Golden yes Wolverines. and i was going to go to michigan and I had talked to the coach, but I was planning on going on my mission. So I was like, I'm going to move out for a few months. I don't want to do that. Mm. Uh, and they're like, you're a freshman. Freshman linemen never play. Right. And so I decided to go to a junior college. And so I went, okay. Then they're like, go to junior college. You get play time. You'll do all that. And then you come back for your mission. You'll be back at with Michigan. Right. So I decided to do that. I ended up going to a junior college for you know, the, the first term before I went on my mission. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so all that, I go on my mission. I'm, I've been on my mission for two weeks at the time, three weeks, and someone gets a newspaper and it had Michigan national champions. Mm. <gasps> and I thought, huh, I would have been on that team. Oh. And about seven seconds later, I went, well, that's that. And I moved on and I moved on. And, uh, about a year and a half later, I was still on my mission and the epiphany hit me and that you can serve the world better by not going in the NFL and that was not the answer I wanted but it was just mm-hmm. kind of like this thought that I had it mm-hmm. prevailed I was like I'm heavy and I went yeah that's right mm-hmm. I can serve the world better in other ways and so I had kind of at that moment the NFL became a, a side note all this back to college I was at BYU playing football and they didn't have the bachelors that I wanted. And so since the NFL wasn't my thing anymore, college football wasn't as important because that's just a stepping stone to get to the next level. That's right. And so I went, well, I guess, I guess football's not as important. And so I put it to the side and focused on becoming a special ed teacher. And so that was, so that's one of my, that's one of my, I mean, that changed my whole trajectory of my life. From just that decision. So I worked in special ed for 15 years. 15 years in special ed. Mm -hmm. So you're not still doing that? No. No, I left that, uh, what year? 10 years ago. Wow. 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm still on the nine-year-old Ryan. (laughs) Can we revisit nine-year-old Ryan? There is, because I'm thinking at nine, first of all, I can barely, I kind of think I know where I was at that time. I think I was trying to win a jump rope contest or something, sure. right? You know, I was learning how to make friendship bracelets. <laughs> I wasn't like... I won, I won jump rope contest that year. I, I, literally, did. I literally I did. don't have any thought about that I had yeah. this, let me see what my life goals will be right. when I grow up. I was just trying to like, you know... Just trying to keep it together. I'm just trying to keep it together <laughs> as a nine-year-old as Denise. As a nine-year-old Denise. Has that been then the pattern for the rest of your life? Are you that guy? Who's like, you know what? This is, I think this is what I want to do. Do you make decisions based on that type of thought? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a planner. You're I'm, not. I'm, oh. oh, no, no. Like, this whole nine-year-old, like, plan yeah. was, was, I mean, both my, both my parents were uh, educators. Mm-hmm. My dad teaches university. And my mom, at the time, was stay-at-home mom, but mm-hmm. she had an education degree. And once my youngest brother got old enough to be in school, she went back to teach. Right. So both my parents are educators. I had just found things that I had loved to do. And I went, I gravitate. I was always really good with kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I was a guy that you can, there's a screaming baby, even mm-hmm. at nine, mm-hmm. I could go pick them up and they would be calm. <laughs> and so I've, I've always been relatively, let's break some stereotypes here or make some. Sure. Let's do uh, it. Let's do that. We love so, to make stereotypes. And, and so I, I am a stereotype breaker. Like I was, I'm always been pretty domestic. So there was a game that was released called Battle of the Sexes. And it totally plays off stereotypes. Yeah. And so I'm in college and so you break up into boys or boys and girls, men and women, however you want to. Whatever. I mean, I'm not a biologist, but I don't know. Fam- famous last words. Don't get into the, what and, the gender is because and, that's a really weird but, subject. But that's, right but that's how this game divided. And so, and it ha- asked the girls, would ask, it would ask them questions about trucks and sports and oh. all this stuff. And the, it asked the boys about cooking and, and, oh. and, and things like that. It's Battle mm-hmm. of the Sexes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we got to the point with all of our friends, uh, 
we'd have everyone over like on Sunday nights and I had some friends that had lived in France for a while. And so we would have what they called a crepe fête and they'd make crepes all night and we'd have people over and people would bring toppings and we'd just have this massive crepe party. Mm -hmm. And we had all these people, we'd pull this game out and we'd have the boys versus the girls and they started, we'd take score. And so there was boys, boys without Ryan and girls (gasps) because I could answer every one of the questions. What? And they were like... How do you know about sewing and uh, and overhand stitches yeah. and serging and and cooking and all, like and so I just how did you? That's a good question. How did you know? Um, you must have been interested in that type I'm, of stuff. I'm interested in everything. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And, and so it's just one of those things. My mom, I mean, my mother was the type that uh, she took a survival course in college and so oh. she could like go out and light fires and trap animals Just and do like all that. that stuff and I love her. She, <laughs> she would fix she would be the one to fix the dryer if it broke. Oh. This massive book that had all these like schematics and she'd oh, <laughs> and so she would take it apart. And so my mom was the type that would just she could do any everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty normal. Mm-hmm. You know, you just everyone just does everything. Right. And so I You didn't always, have anybody's telling you you shouldn't or couldn't. No. No, that's just oh well. If you want to do it, do it. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, growing up, I played I played eight instruments because what? I was just interested. I was like, oh, I want to try this. I want to try this one. I want to try this one. Um, I played I played every sport you could imagine. I played two sports in college. Um, I, <laughs> I, I I I I mean, in high school, I did drama, band, football, track, lacrosse, <laughs> uh, like student government. Like I just did everything because mm-hmm. that's what. That's what you do in life. You right. just do what you're interested in. In that sense, I for, like that. For our listeners, Ryan doesn't, the stereotype for a special ed teacher, and I don't know what that is because that's the... That's, <laughs> I don't know what that is either. That's but. the Lord's work right there because I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I love kids. Mm-hmm. It would be very, very difficult for me to do. Our friend Nadine does it right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. in the high school, and I don't know how she does it every day. It would be very difficult. But Ryan's large. You're you're a tall man. You have a deep voice. It, it definitely breaks the stereotype of somebody that would want to be with kids or, right. I mean, that would be the, when you said it, it was a surprise to me just because physically you don't, I don't know what you're supposed to look like, but. I, I was in, when I was teaching in high school, it was a little more normal to have a guy right. there. But when I, I taught, I taught special ed kindergarten, I taught wow. at elementary oh, school. I was, guys. and it was me and the janitor. Oh. The only men in the building. <laughs> Fun. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm used to that and, uh. The not fitting in, I guess. Sure. I, I could write a book off the things that I've heard women say that I go, is that really a appropriate? <laughs> to, like to you about what are you so, doing here? So, no, not about, not about because me. Because you not, become one of them. Just because I'm one of them. You're in the, you're in so, I mean, there was one, there was one, <laughs> there was one f- <laughs> faculty meeting we're walking in and it was a hot day and one of the teachers she comes in and she's like oh man i'm just getting really sweaty under my boobs no and and my bra and i'm and with all the women it's like (laughs) fine and i'm just sitting there going things you wouldn't hear if it was men in this no and and i was thinking well would it be as appropriate if i was like well i'm really sweaty and like not quite as appropriate but like i love it and i think because of that you know i i can relate to women sure as well i mean i've had tons of women co-workers mm-hmm. and um but also i i did i played college football i played college lacrosse i've yeah. i've i'm way into sports i coached football for over a decade mm-hmm. uh, so i mean i i play everywhere right and so like i've always thought of i have a fascination with superman okay my son's name is kal that's a whole story in and of itself but what's his name kal which is the name of clark kent when he was born on krypton his father gave him the name Kal-El. Kal-El. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. And there you go. Look at all The more you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like to um, know if it took some convincing on your part to get your wife to name him Kal-El. So here's, here's the interesting thing with that is that I, so I'm a Superman fan. There's a huge backstory behind it. We're not going to get into it. <laughs> okay. Maybe we will. All right. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm a subtle Superman fan. So I had like Superman gear, but I had like a polo shirt. It had just a little, little logo here i wasn't the big i'm right. wearing the big shirts and Superman right. stuff. so i was i'm subtle i'm passionate but i'm subtle mm-hmm. i'm not in your face with it and so i wanted to name my son calvin elliot or 
something Clark or mm-hmm. Kent. Like, just something subtle that right. wasn't obvious. Right. And I was like, Kellel's just too, like, in your face. Mm-hmm. And when he was born, my wife just said, go for Kellel. <gasps> and I was... You said, married the right I woman. I said, you're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And I went, okay. She so it was really this baby and it was she really gave the her. It was her call. I was really looking for a like I always say Calvin Elliot because that it's, plays the two, but yeah, it does. But I was looking for a subtle way to do it. And she's like, Kalel. And so we did it because of that. And now when people ask, Well, Kalel so either either we say his name's Kalel and they look at us and you get that connection. They I, go, Oh, they I get know it. what you're talking about. Yeah. Or they say, Where is that name from? And we yeah. go, Oh, it's Hawaiian. Oh. Or I say it's Hebrew. Oh. Because either way, it sounds kind of like either one, which I know Hebrew and Hawaiian sound nothing alike. But to the ignorant? Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Kalel. Oh, that sounds kind of Hawaiian. Sure. And, it could be either one. You and could... Hebrew, the closest thing it would mean would be friend of God. Okay. Um, which is kind of a fun translation. I love it. It doesn't mean... It's not Hebrew. No, not at all. Even though uh, the creators of Superman were Jewish, but it wasn't something that they were like... Hello. <laughs> I love it. What's your day job now? You're no longer in special ed. Uh, I am a, I'm a voice actor, mm-hmm. and narrator, and uh, I just finished a great project doing some narration for a, a symphonic saga mm. where they had some narration a la Ken Burns style mm-hmm. where they would have journal quotes and readings and between oh. musical movements. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that. So, but I do that professionally now uh, I still work with adults with disabilities mm-hmm. that's never going to leave that's very much who I am mm-hmm. and so I had when I started uh, doing voiceover I had some spare time and I thought well I think I can I called up actually one of my former students oh. and that I've been interacting with for years anyway and they were like oh he needs a he needs not so I was like oh I can hang out I can hang out with him and so we hang out and do stuff. And I work with some other adults with job training and yeah. and job coaching, things like that. Just in my spare time, it's something I can do. And I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's a need that's out there. And uh, I can fill it. There's not enough people to no. fill those needs. There's really not. Like Denise said, you're doing the Lord's work. That is well, something else. Well, let's, let's, let's knock me down a, a little bit here. Because I was just talking the other day with my daughter uh, how I hate typical kids. Mm. Uh so you're, I was you're a, a teacher. little snobby. You're a little snobby. I, I was a teacher, but I hate kids. <laughs> oh. Um, typical ones. Mm-hmm. When you have a disability, I can have the patience, all the patience in the world. Right. But if you don't have one of the 13 defined uh, <laughs> disabilities by... Um, but I, I'm like, why are you being so stupid? Like, this is... You're an idiot. Why mm-hmm. are you doing this? And so I have really very little patience for the for the tip for the typical mm-hmm. right but when someone has a disability i will bend over backwards and move the world i to, love it to make you have success when you so. were in I, when i was in high school junior year i think it was they give you a personality test mm-hmm. did you ever take that did yes. you, was that ever a thing because yeah. i i from from a small town in northern california where uh going to college wasn't really like this is something you should do so i took the test and it said that i should be a stewardess Oh, lovely. which I think I probably would have loved. I think you would have been very good at that. Yeah. It's up close service, which I'm not sure customer service, which I'm not sure I'm good at that. But I, I was I think I got the same thing. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's an it's an interesting. I didn't. So <laughs> did they? <laughs> I was just going to ask you that. Did they say up close services in your future? What what came back when you took that? Do you remember? Um, If I recall. So I took a bunch and he. They take the color personality ones. They take the aptitude ones. Mine came back. If I'm, there's something in my mind about working with like machinery and, and <laughs> like in engineering, like an engineer type. What? Because uh, that was something that like I, I like to problem solve. I like to analyze. I like to break down mm. and, and do things like that. But I've also found in a lot of those personality things, you they always give you a top. Yeah. But if you I think my ratings are significantly f- flatter. <laughs> it's not so it, much a peak. It's not a pyramid. There's no peak. It's like, you're just, you're, and I don't mean to sound like you're good at everything, Mm-mm. but I'm interested in everything. Right. NFL would have given you a lot of money. Yes. 
you would have had glory. You had have all these things and you chose to go the route, which was literally the opposite. No one pays attention to the special ed teacher, right? Yeah. But you did it because your gut and your, and your heart told you that's where you needed to go. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get down on that? Because to be that person, you have to be pretty up. I do get down. I'm human. But I think I get restless. Mm. And I think I get the most restless when I fall into a pattern of complacency. Mm. When it's like, it starts doing the same thing. And, and when things start or stop having meaning. Right. And so when life becomes cliche and, and patterns become, uh, you know, daily routines become thoughtless, mm-hmm. mundane, that's when I start to feel, you know, it, it's really, it's a restless, jittery. Uh, and so I, I like to be constantly pushing. And, and I think a theme that I try and live in life is to be deliberate. Mm-hmm. Mm. So even if your actions are habit, even if they are, you know, second nature, Yeah, have purpose behind them. And that helps to you know, take the you know, mundaneness out of life and, and that complacency because you've got purpose behind your actions. I talk all the time about like the metaphor of floating down the river. Mm-hmm. You went to BYU, you mm-hmm. floated the Provo. <laughs> um, and float down the Provo River and you can sit and float and you can just let life go. And, and you're totally, that's great. Yeah. But I think there's times in life where, and there are people like that, that can just be comfortable yes. going with the flow. Mm-hmm. But I really, I, I like to get an oar. And I like <laughs> to paddle and I like to take control. And I like to have control over my thoughts and my actions and, and my choices. And, and so the more deliberate I can be in life, mm-hmm. the, the better I feel about things. So, Are you teaching your children that? trying mm-hmm. it's hard. well it's it's I, I ask because it's one of those things that's kind of hard to teach right. you know you you have to come to it naturally or come to it through some set of circumstances yeah. or something like that so that's a, it's a difficult thing to teach you find having kids though at least i did every day has a purpose it was very hard for me to become complacent when i had a kid at home and it was the daily grind you know i i loved when school shut down for COVID. Yeah. Because I actually, I'd stopped, I wasn't teaching by that point. And that's why you loved it. Oh my goodness. It was so great. I had control over my, what they were learning. And I was like involved and, and I was like, this is great. Like I loved it because yeah, it gave that purpose. It gave Mm -hmm. that, that thing. We always talk about my wife coined a phrase in our family is, is it helpful or happy? And we talk about how happiness is often a choice. Yeah. Uh, and, and there are some situations where that's not true. I, I have friends yeah. that with, with chronic uh, depression and, yeah. and other things. And I, I have acquaintances that are... And happiness isn't always a choice. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. In your um, biography, you kind of referred to yourself as a bit of, of having a Forrest Gump life. What, yes. is that, what does that mean? So years... I love Forrest Gump. He'd make the best husband. Don't you think? No, I hate that movie. You do? Sorry. Do you? I'm, I wasn't. The music always great. surprised me. Sorry. She hates this Oprah. Is, this is going to be controversial. Of all the, you know, if you take your list of your top ten favorite movies, right, and then you take your list of the ones I will not ever watch, Forrest Gump is like, are you top three? I am. I'm blown away. Sorry. He loves chocolate. He will do anything for you. We're going to have to move on. She's going to have to say, I next time I sit down, she's going to say, seat's I, taken. I, <laughs> I literally can't talk about Forrest Gump. <sighs> but we refer to my husband as uh, the Forrest Gump of travel because every time he goes somewhere, <laughs> he runs into somebody famous. And okay. that is no word of a lie. Really? Yeah. We were on an overpass when OJ was, uh, you know, Oh, the white bron- you saw the white Bronco. Absolutely. I mean, and that was just since I met him. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then I saw, he, then he started telling me all these things that he'd seen. And I'm like, you're forced. Like, I knew Charles Manson. You're the- I, knew, like- <laughs> I wish. Yeah. No, yeah. He's, Only. He's, he, he runs into. That was your father. Whose father? Yeah, her My father. dad. Father. Charles met, Manson. Met Charles yeah. Manson. So anyway, yeah, what, what do you mean in regards to your life? So I, I, 
I'm not a fan of Forrest Gump. Either. I'm not. It, I, it's you. not on my worst list, but right. it's not like it's I've, not on my worst list or my best. List, I haven't I seen like it. Him. I haven't seen it since back in the 1900s. Right. So, um, <laughs> as my as my daughter used to say, Love I'm like, it. please don't ever <laughs> phrase it like that again. Did you go to school back in the 1900s, Dad? No, don't. Oh my goodness. Um, but I. So I don't think about Forrest Gump very often, even though I, you know, life is like a box of chocolates. Like you never know what you're going to get. Like that's, that's pretty. That's, that's pretty. Good. That's pretty wise. That's mm-hmm. a great quote. And that there is. are a lot yeah. of. There's a lot of wisdom in the movie. Lieutenant Dan's oh, incredible. Lute- Come on, I'm, I love Lieutenant Dan. Listen, there and is Bubba. a lot of good stuff. Got, but love- there's a lot of things about it that they're really good. The characters are great. But yeah, that's aside from the point. Mm-hmm. But a couple of years ago, I was talking to a coworker, and he was describing. Or we were just talking, and he said, and I was working for a nonprofit at mm-hmm. the time, a mm-hmm. humanitarian hungry relief organization. And he had talked about, well, how did you get here? Because I do it all. And so I started saying all this other stuff. You know, I played football in college. I did this. I was a teacher. I done that. And he just went, you've lived a Forrest Gump life. And I thought, <laughs> I have. That's I have. I've traveled the world. I've done a lot of different things. I've... I, I'm, and so just like he's just finds himself in places and and uh, has finds success and joy and all of those. That's kind of yeah. what I mean by that. Is I've yeah. I've done a lot of things, I've learned from it all, mm-hmm. and uh, if I haven't, I'm still trying. But yeah, yeah. but that's that's what I mean. Like I like that. Gump life. Yeah. No. That's a, that's a that's a good. I can relate to that without feeling anger. Yeah. Towards Forrest Gump and Tom yeah. Hanks. Um, if, oh whoa! Is it Tom no. Hanks too, or just oh, okay? I love, just just I just the character. Love Tom Hanks, okay, but we okay. do have a huge joke in my family, my extended family, even because my brothers have witnessed this as well. I cry at every Tom Hanks movie, whatever the movie is, and I there's no real reasonable reason for it. <laughs> I'm out of my mind. Castaway, d- don't even get me started. Wilson. Oh my oh, gosh! My, isn't that you like, so moving? You like that, that movie? That you love didn't that like movie. volleyball? I was so the torn volleyball. over the volleyball. Oh my gosh! That's, and then a... the one where he gets uh, rescued by the Navy SEALs. He's the cap. I'm the captain uh-huh. now. Oh, yeah. That one. Uh, I was Captain Phillips. A puddle of. I haven't really? seen that one yet. You haven't seen it? No. Okay. Really so I, I don't spoil. I, I just know the, spoiled, I know the story. I just I know spoiled the, the end. I know the story. It's all right. <laughs> I Way do pay attention to the world. Edit, edit that out, Aiden. We don't want him to know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or anybody else who hasn't that's seen true. it. That's true. Go see it. Captain the movie's Phillips a is decade great. old. If you haven't seen it yet. That's on you. That's on if you. you haven't that's seen it. You didn't read the headlines to begin it. with. Yeah. No. Smally Pirates. Totally. <laughs> My wife's the pirate fan, so we're always oh. rooted for the Smally Pirates. And a little... Little... Wait, she's a fan of just pirates in Pirating. general? Pirating. Yes. We actually have a little pirate... Shrine, I guess you could sure, say, at our house. Sure, have, We have a pirate nutcracker and a pirate. Yeah, we've got tons of pirate stuff in our house. Really? We, She's we, a fan we, of we like. We used to have a skull and crossbones on our door, like nice. the little stained glass. Yes. Like we had a skull and crossbones there for a while. That we just, my wife likes pirates. Pirates are cool. Like there's they there's are. a mystique to pirates, and yes, okay, raping, pillaging, no. plundering, not so good of stuff. But there there's a, a a sense of adventure. Yes. That comes. You take life as it comes, and take no prisoners, and just you know, there there that's a there's a fun thing with pirates. I love it. House. I kind of don't want to move on. I that's like I mean, pirates is usually it's like. Vikings or something. Oh, but- Vikings! That's another. Oh, don't give me. See, <laughs> and see this. I put in. I also in my bio it says amateur historian. I yeah. love history, mm-hmm. and so like I have rabbit hold on pirates and Vikings and. Sure. Like when a couple years ago I was in Paris with my wife for work, mm. and um, all I could think of was the Viking invasion of Paris in, yeah. in 980. Like, like, like that was my geek moment. Cause you know, who cares about all the art and architecture? I was like, the Vikings came in and then they came here up the Seine and they did this. And yeah. I I'm, love. I'm, yeah. If you could spend a, a perfect day one day in, in a foreign country, what would it be? What would that look like? You know, I've experienced that perfect day, that same trip, that same trip that I was in Paris for again, I was out. I was out there for work. Um, I was in London a few days prior, and again, because I'm a history geek, uh, we spent an entire day at the Tower of London, mm-hmm. and just going over. You know, we saw the crown jewels mm-hmm. and and hear the stories of of uh, um, 
the gunpowder plot and trees and all that. Like, yeah. And and because of my stu- studying history and, and understanding who was beheaded at the Tower of London mm-hmm. and what's happened here and what's happening, uh, just I love to see those connections and see you know where we've come from and and how really in humanity isn't different. Like we're not any better or smarter than they were a thousand years ago, two thousand, three thousand years ago. We're the same. We've got the same drives. We've got the same ability to overcome and to problem solve and to learn. And so I that I think that was just a perfect day for me. I sat and we wandered around the Tower of London and just absorbed it. Uh, that was the only reason I. I mean, I was there for work, but I was like, I got to spend a whole day at the Tower of London. And that was like the the perfect day for me. So I just, I love history and I love to make the connections between history and the modern day and mm-hmm. and, and learn from that. And you were so. with your wife. And I was with my wife. Mm-hmm. I got some really great pictures. So. <laughs> I like I like how you said that we two thousand years ago were all pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I've talked about that with my own family and our my kids sometimes, and I've said that like some of the stuff that we think that we're just inventing like we've invented this feeling of anxiety or we've invented this feeling of i you know i i can't i can't overcome or this is generationally it it just keeps perpetuating itself right it's it's all the same Mm -hmm. the things that we are dealing with were being dealt with back in the day right back in ad it's just a different it it looks different here it it looks different and and we have you know, it, it is a different setting, but they've gone through the same things. Absolutely. Like you said, like, you know, anxiety and, and stress and, and all trying the same to put feelings. Food on the table and trying to, you know, manage yeah. yourself in, you know, and any, your kids. Any, and kids. Yeah. And yeah. It's, yeah. All st- it's all still there. And I think that's one of the reasons I love history is because, uh, you know, they, they say that okay. those who don't learn <laughs> history are doomed to repeat it. Like, right. well, uh, you know, those who do learn about history are just doomed to watch everybody else repeat it in pain. But um, <laughs> you're like, oh, you're doing it again. Uh, but like, is is that there is there's a connection to know that look, I am the same. Like, I, I can put myself in those shoes, and I can. On the flip side, I can put them in my shoes and learn from them. Like, why do I have to go through this myself? Right. Someone else has experienced it. I I really you know. I don't need to be the one that makes a mistake or the one that even makes a success. Yeah. I can learn from other people and, and that have done it before. Which is one of the reasons I think I like quotes so much because yeah. I'm mm. able to draw from other the wisdom of others because it's, there's not much of myself. It's all regurgitated. <laughs> so <laughs> There are no new ideas, right? It's yeah. like you're just taking the old and re-spinning it. If there was a time in history that you could go back and live, is there a specific... My dad was a World War II nut. He mm-hmm. had a photographic memory when it came to World War II information. He could tell you names, dates, places, battles, etc. It was quite something. Um, I know that he he just missed it. Mm-hmm. He just missed World War II. No one wants to go into war, but I know that if he had, he always wished he was just a few years, you know, older, so yeah. that he could have kind of experienced something of that nature. Is there a time and place for you that you ever think about? Like this is really my jam. If I could go back in time, if you could time travel, right? Oh, this we... this thought has occurred many times. <laughs> I figured, but and, but also because of my interest in everything, I think, oh wow, it would really be really cool to, you know, be a Viking. Yeah, like, I I come from Scandinavian stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think I would be very successful. As a Viking? As a Viking. I mean, I'm 6'5", for crying out loud. I mean, come on. I would have been... But you're so tender. Oh, but... But you can't... But the other side of you... But see, here's here's the thing. Yes, I am. I can change diapers. I can I can rock a baby to sleep. I can talk to someone with disabilities and and help train. But I can also turn the switch. Mm -hmm. And when I played football, I could rip your arms off, mm-hmm. beat you with them, oh, nice. feed them to you, <laughs> and then the play's over, and I'd be like, all right, hey, good play. <laughs> See you next time. Yeah. Like, I've got a switch. Okay. I've, I've got a switch. It's good to know. Um, there is some, there's some savage pent-up uh, you know, primalness that's that's in there, and I, I can control it. But, sure. Uh, so I, I do think. I, but if I really had to pick, no. my favorite history period is... Oh, let's go 
1882. Okay, I should not be surprised that it was that specific. There is. It's not, I really just made. <laughs> oh, this you up made right it now. up. Okay. Um, but but it's 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 roughly roughly okay. there. I, I love the founding of this country. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm passionate about uh, learning and 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 understanding. You know the 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 leaders of this country that brought it about. Um, I mean, I'm, and I love the Civil War, uh, oh. President Lincoln, mm-hmm. and the story of the country being torn apart and and slowly pieced back together. Which I think, to some degree, we still haven't absolutely stitched that tapestry back. Um, but I I would love. I've always thought it would be great to live on the frontier mm-hmm. in the 1870s. Oh. Uh, the only problem is there's no penicillin. Not yet. Not yet. That was the only, that's my only thing. I'm like, oh, penicillin would have been really nice. Childbirthing is not a good time either for women. It was yeah. a rough time. Yeah, back it was. On the yeah, frontier. mortality was yeah. Yeah, rough on that. But, yeah. But like that's, that's always, I, I, I like to, I mean, I like to be outdoors. I like to do stuff like that. I, I, I'm allergic to horses, but I think I could have gotten over that. Um, there was probably some sort of, I love, hor- I love horses, her- though. Oh. I love them. Uh, oh. I love to ride them. Um, really? Oh, yeah. I love horseback riding. But, you know, I like guns and shooting. and Like, they're, they're just, a, there's, again, the Wild West, the mystique mm-hmm. that's there. I've always been, like, that would be fun to go back. Yeah. You know, Back to the Future 3, come on. Indians, <laughs> the whole bit. Oh, I yeah. love that. Like, yeah. what, what would you, where would you go back? If, um, if you had the time to travel. I'm putting you on the spot. But I started thinking, like, well, what would have been my time? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of, like, I could probably get comfortable in a lot of different times. I don't like that whole pioneer walk in the plains situation mm-hmm. that's very upsetting to me. Um, I mean, we we took a tour of Nauvoo, my husband and I did, a few years back. And we were in this little house that had... You know, they redid it so that it looks like the actual little house that was there. And the tour guide said, and here's the kitchen. And the kitchen is as big as a closet. And the, the tour guide said, so the mortality rate was X, Y, Z. And the ladies either died in childbirth or they died in kitchen accidents because the flame would jump onto their gigantic skirts and burn them. Yeah. And Warren leans over and he goes, Oh, Denise would have never made it. Exactly. She has like she's infamous for having some burns on those from, arms from putting, you know, just not like grabbing the right potholder and right. putting my <laughs> arm on there just because I'm going to grab it with something else right. and I'm going to just get it out real quick. But oh no, she has to hit her arm on top of the. You wouldn't have made it to no. 21. I don't think. No, you wouldn't have made it to childbirth. No, I would have. Yeah. Pra- I I couldn't. I mean, listen. <laughs> When I was pregnant, I was like, okay, listen, let's schedule this out. I need the epidural maybe the week before. <laughs> Wait, people. Like, I don't want to go in there because it kept telling me, you might not get it. Mm-hmm. Just be prepared that you might not get mm-hmm. it. And I was like, I see your lips moving, but I don't hear any words coming out. Yeah. This cannot mm-hmm. happen to me. Mm-hmm. I, You know, listen, I was born. God knew that if he put me on this earth that I needed to have the comforts. I would choose right. the 1940s. 40s would be good because I like this outfit. The, the fashion alone. I mean, the fashion. 40s alone fashion is, is pretty. Is on point. And, and yeah. you know what I love about when you're talking about history, and I love the fact that there was chivalry at that point. Mm. There was times where people had etiquette. They were respectful, even if you didn't agree with somebody, or if a woman walked up, you'd stand up or you'd open her door. And and listen, I'm pretty. Fe- I'm not a feminist. I like men treating me nicely. And I want to treat men nicely. Yeah. So I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not like, oh, I have to have my husband take care of me. But no. I like the whole, you know, by then I could have voted. and That's that's key. Mm. You know, let's, like, oh, yeah. let's get Still past have, voting. Yeah. I yeah, mean, you know, like sense. I started thinking, like, you start going back in history and you're like, all the things that women, I mean, women didn't have last names sometimes. I mean, like, they didn't pay attention to anything uh, you did. You I didn't can't care. tell you how many murder mysteries i read about that are true true crime or whatever and there's always some poor woman in there who's identified as mrs warren owens Mm. you know what i mean it's like well like who were they who was that right well she was warren's wife you know it's like that's all she has that's all she got you know so i want to avoid that era yeah me too i don't know i kind of dig the era i'm in right now i love the internet and i love all Mm. the i love the penicillin 
I love all the drugs. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I mean, let's not just... It, penicillin's good, but all the rest of it's also good. The other ones are great. The too. morphine, if you need it. I'm just saying. CBD, if you have to have... I'm just saying. It, it's, it's, it's the drugs. There's a lot of good that can happen. There's a lot of good right in this, now in this world, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, we want to... Um, since we have Ryan in studio, we wanted to turn the tables a little bit. And we wanted to play a game with you. Hey, you have a hat. We have we a hat. We have a hat. And we have a few topics. Oh, my goodness. We have a couple topics. Let's do this. Yeah. Ryan did so not ex- know so this was going to happen. No, this is great. I, I had the idea and I kind of sprang it on her. So we're not, I don't know how great they are. I don't know even they're know not, the questions. They're not are. great. And they're certainly not meaningful quotes like like Ryan shares yeah, to his Aristotle guests. isn't going to be you in know, there. You know, that's actually... <laughs> So one quote I keep hoping that will come up. Yeah. Because again, my quotes aren't, they're not. Mine would be from like all, Dr. Seuss. There are, there, well, no, there are some in there. They yeah. just haven't come up yet. Right. I've got a quote by Shaq that says, I'm a mixture between Godzilla and Bambi. Like, I'm really waiting for that one to come up. You know, some, like, I'm. they're in there. They mm-hmm. just haven't come out yet. So I'm open to. <laughs> so these aren't it, even it's quotes. It's not profound. These are sort of yes or no's. Okay. So we're going to let way. Ryan choose out of a hat. We have See, an actual I love hat. the random. Like, I'm excited <laughs> just because of the randomness of this. Here's the first one. Okay. Okay. He's opening it up. What could it say? So excited. Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. So that's an interesting <laughs> one to come out first. Because do you know who the quarterback was of Michigan that I would have been on that team? No. Was Tom it Tom Brady. Brady? I would have been Tom Brady's, yeah, teammate if I had oh, done same that. same year, like yeah. same yeah, yeah ninety eight. That was he was the quarterback of Michigan national champ. Uh, I would have been I would have been his teammate. Like how crazy would that have been? That's kind of crazy. Um, you know Aaron Rodgers. Why? Uh, you know Tom Brady's great, but I really like Aaron Rodgers' personality, and I think his style of leadership is more. Uh, personable i mm. i as a lineman uh, you know i i'm a lineman yeah I, I i block for quarterbacks and i've blocked for quarterbacks that i liked and i blocked for quarterbacks that were prima donnas and thought they were full of that and i'm not saying tom brady's there yeah. tom brady knows he's good right aaron Rodgers knows he's good but tom aaron Rodgers seems like the type of guy that would be like hey offensive line let's go get some steak right you know and we'd he'd go out and he'd hang out with us and yes. we'd be friends with him and i've had those are the fun quarterbacks that you really have a, uh, you have a draw, you have a personal connection to, mm-hmm. and so that's I think Aaron Rodgers is just more approachable. He does seem like a let's go get steak after the game yeah. kind and of guy. A beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does. But I think Tom Brady's a vegan. Well, Tom, Tom Brady is Tom Brady's so like he leaves he he leaves and he goes right back into his like cryo chamber and like yeah and has his entourage of people like massaging every muscle fiber like. Like he's he's great and he yeah, is he is he the is greatest a, of all time. But there's reasons the there, there there are reasons he is. He's a bit I, of an alien. All right, he's going for another another one. These are hard hitting questions. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Football or hockey? Mm. I think we can establish this one already. Uh, football. No, I didn't realize. I, I love I love hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, We're a hockey family. I, I love to watch hockey uh, when the Olympics were in Utah. Uh, I was able to go to a bunch of hockey mm, games. The, the venue was down the street. I got to see Austria versus Germany. Wow! Ooh, that okay. was a fun hockey. Yeah. I took I took my class. It was, we got we got tickets from the elementary school, so we <laughs> took the kids there. But uh, hockey's fun to watch. But football, I have a drive. I mean, mm-hmm. a personal investment. What's your team? I'm a Raider fan. <gasps> what? Which I yeah. love it. Ruby Rats, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, even know, I don't even know what to say right now. Wow. I'm a Raider fan. I, like Al Davis going back that? Going Al back? Davis is nuts. But oh, yes, yeah. Al Davis. Yeah, totally yeah, all the way back. Like we're going but back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Al mm. Davis. Yeah. I just went to my very first NFL game this year. I've never been. <gasps> Against, You're lucky. I, I am really, it, this was pretty amazing. I It was a whole out of, out of body experience because we got tickets given to us in a suite with Hmm? Steve Young. Oh, nice. So that was pretty exciting. That is exciting. Against the Raiders. Oh. The Chargers versus the Raiders. And the Chargers won. Thank goodness, because walking back to your car with Raider Nation all around you, it's not super fun. Even though they lost, that wasn't an unsavory... It was fine. It oh, was it was? Better. 
But oh. if it would have been reversed, I would have been scared. Okay. <laughs> Just saying. There's there's two Just sides. Saying. <laughs> okay, he's going for another one. What could it be? Night Out or Netflix? <laughs> Hmm. Can I watch a documentary on Netflix? It's entirely up to you. <laughs> is, um, that your, is that your go-to? Is oh, I'm, that like... I'm documentaries. Really? Yeah, there's actually, there's a there's an app. There's what? a program called Curiosity Stream. Okay. It's like $12 subscription for an entire year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all documentaries. Oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love doc. I lo- again, knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm like, give me knowledge. So. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause but I'm... my wife doesn't like them. Oh, okay. So, I, I, I do like... Night yeah. out, night out might be better for your wife. Yeah, and and she's she is my queen, and so we, yeah, night out would be fun. So if I'm you, good with either though. If you took her on a night out, what would be what's the night out? I think on our anniversary we went we went out and uh, did like axe throwing and axe throwing. Yeah, yes. we did axe throwing. We did a destruction room. It's gonna be a Viking. Where they? But that's true. The destruction room. They have a room, and you get like crowbars and bats, and you just go nuts. Oh, I oh. love that. We need that. It's like an anger room. Yeah. Like you yeah. can really let it all out. I've yeah. seen that. Yeah. Really I was fun. thinking like a panic room. Like you had to figure out how to get through. But no, that's not it at all. No, those are fun too. But yeah. the yeah. destruction but room. We did a destruction room and axe throwing. That was fun. That's that's good My times. Wife's really good at, at axe throwing. At, at, at the knives. You might want to keep an eye open. She's nice. I can throw the axes. I've got the, I can heft a full mm-hmm, axe, but mm-hmm. she was like the assassin knives. You're like, whoa, okay. Wow. Right. Bond girl in she, the making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one. We're almost done. We've got two more. Harley or Honda? <laughs> I had to do some research on that one. Um, Honda. Okay. I am not a Harley fan. Mm-hmm. I, I... I am a motorcycle enthusiast. I yes. ride with people all the time. I ride with your husband yes. who does ride a Harley. He does. I have nothing against Harley people. Hondas, I just think are more, they're, they're the people's. Like it's just, oh. it's cheaper. It's cheaper. And uh, Harley's, Harley's in my view are like Nikes. Okay. <laughs> nope. Nope. Take, no Don't. Nikes. She, he's checking. No, no one has yeah, Nikes. No one has Nikes. Uh, it's, it's overpriced. You're paying for, you're paying, paying for a vibe. Yes. And so... An American vibe. An American vibe, which is great. But Hondas are built in the U.S. now, too. I mean, it's like... Okay. It's... Well, so... Uh, yeah. I, I ride a Kawasaki now. Oh. But up until last year, I rode a Honda. Oh. Does so. your wife ride on the back with you? She does not. She has. But she we, have, we have done no touring with, yeah. her, with it. Yeah. Okay. So. Final, final hat question. Final hat. From mm-hmm. the hat. From the hat. For profit or nonprofit? That's an interesting question because I worked for a nonprofit uh, for years, uh, and um, there's good heart in the nonprofit, but there's also the side that again I I was over the entire West Coast, and so like I get management of nonprofits too, and I realized there really is. Boy, I don't want to sound like jaded. But no, there's. Nonprofit's just another business model, mm-hmm. really. Yep. And in in like I got to interact with a lot of companies. Uh, you know, I I worked with Disney and Google, and I was at a Miss Universe pageant, and wow. I, I've got to do a lot of fun things. And a lot of companies, and and they're like, "Oh, you're a nonprofit," and and some people do it because they have investment in your mission. And they're like, oh, this is great. We love to help people. And other people do it. This is a tax write-off, and it looks good to our employees. And good is being done either way, I guess. But um, I, I like I, I like to help others, and I feel in some ways nonprofit feels more like I'm helping others. But mm. if you can find a beneficial profit, I'd be there too. But but yeah, I worked I worked for a nonprofit for a long time, so yeah. I would gravitate there. Okay. Very good. Yeah. All right. He 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 did our uh, our version. I ran the gauntlet. That's our, right. That he he accomplished our version of from the hat, and it's not quite up to. Stuff. No, it, it's not it really. About. We should have put more thought into it, but it's okay. That was enjoyable. Thank you. Though. I, 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 I liked it. <laughs> so we always have our guests uh, leave us with a tag, a takeaway gift, uh, something that is your mantra. My mantra. Oh. Mm, it sounds like you've got a lot to choose from. I do. But I think you 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 somehow scaled it down to just one. I mean, 
in all honesty, I, I, I did. I came with one, two, three, four. Oh. Four yeah. different thoughts, oh. which is kind of an interesting thing. But <laughs> I was running Thomas Paine for a while. I have a few mm-hmm. Thomas Paine quotes, which yeah. I love Thomas Paine. Okay. Just, he just has such common sense. It, <laughs> uh, see, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for all of those who don't read, yeah. Thomas Paine, great pamphlet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Uh, one, and I think we've kind of addressed it. And th- this quote by it's by Abigail Adams. Oh, she was my favorite. She's wonderful. She's the greatest. She yeah. is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Uh, she said, "These are times in which a genius would wish to live. It is not in the still calm of life or in the repose of a Pacific station that great characters are found." And this is what I love about this quote. She says. The habits of a vigorous mind are formed in contending with difficulties. Mm. Great necessities call out great virtues. And we've, we've talked about the idea of being deliberate. But I, I think that something in my life that I really feel strongly about is that everything is a learning opportunity. Uh, Thomas Edison said that success is is moving from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. And if you can find a lesson in everything that without that loss of enthusiasm, you're able to learn, learn, learn. Everything comes out for your benefit. Everything, no matter what you're going through. Mm -hmm. You can be miserable and, and have just be in squalor and just the feeling of just, but if you, if you're, uh, not the feeling, because if you're feeling hopeful, you can find a lesson out of it. You can find somewhere to learn. You can find something to get better. And and that's that's something that I've just really, I, I've strived to do in my own life in that even when I'm in the hard time, I'm in that struggle, I can, I might not know the lesson, but I know it's coming. And oftentimes we have you know, 2020 and hindsight and, right. and all that. And we look back and go, oh, that was, I, here's the lesson I learned. Mm-hmm. But I think the more you proactively act in your life and the more deliberate you are, the better you get at in the struggle going, hey, there's a lesson here. There's something I can learn. And I think as that becomes your life's mantra, as your, a paradigm that you, that you structure your life around, it allows you to find greater happiness, greater fulfillment, uh, success in in everything. Look for the lesson. Look for the lesson. You just, I just talked for seven minutes, and you just took it to. <laughs> she summarized three it. words. Mm-hmm. I, I write it. I wrote it down because I Four thought words. that is, you know, again, we were talking about restlessness and finding joy and trying to figure it out and being deliberate. It all comes back to the same thing, right? Right. Looking for the lesson. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We're so glad to have you on, Ryan. Oh, it's it's been a pleasure. It's been so much it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Now, your podcast is, uh, Apple is where folks can find that? Or are there it's other? Everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Spotify. Apple, Spotify. Okay. You know, Pandora, those jerks. What? I haven't gotten on Pandora. I don't know. What? I, I'm on everything else. But they're... Okay. Pandora well, we're going to have, have to talk with Pandora. I don't know. They've never responded to anything. They've never said... <laughs> They're not getting back to you. I, like I've submitted the podcast multiple times, but I'm on everything else. Okay. I'm on every podcast thing except Pandora. Except Pandora, well, we which don't is need, weird. We don't need Pandora. No. Everyone Pandora. knows. After Keep that box closed. They've heard you. They know that you have this. The concept of your podcast so is fun. awesome. Yeah, and you can talk forever on so many subjects that it's interesting and fun and enlightening. <laughs> it's it's something different every single time you listen, which is what I love about it. Yeah. Awesome. So if you click on that little purple button that automatically comes with your phone, mom. I've had people say, <laughs> I just showed my mom exactly like that same thing a couple weeks ago. No, it's I, this purple button. People I wondered what that was for. People don't know. They're like, I don't have that. I'm like, everyone has it. If you yep. have that phone, you have it. You, have you haven't it. deleted it. Right. Or, which nobody has. If yeah, Put it in there. a separate file. If they don't file. know they have it, they didn't know how to delete it. I'm right, exactly. You right now. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so get on that purple button and just do a search for um, From the Hat, a podcast, or when I first found it, 
I was told by a mutual friend of ours that you had just come out with a podcast. And so I, I didn't know the name of it. And I just put in Ryan Pond and it came up. There we go. Yeah. So you're doing Thanks, the algorithm. That's right. Thanks, <laughs> algorithm. You're doing a great job. Um, he has new episodes dropping every Wednesday. Um, there's also a back catalog of 21 or 22. 21, 22. Yeah. yeah. And they're super fun, really easy to listen to and gives you something to think about. Uh, as you're doing your workout or whatever you're doing while you're listening to podcasts. So it's really great. So be sure and hook yourself up with that. Download it and make sure that you get it every week on Wednesday so you don't even have to think about it. In the meantime, you can do the same with our podcast. We're Two Average Girls. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 